Welcome to episode 51 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in early October 2021 and I'm your host Krishna. In today's episode I'm happy to welcome Poonam Birkasturi. Poonam runs this organization Daily Dump in Bangalore. This organization's products are all about composting at home as an individual or as a community. So what's special you may wonder? Today all of us have at least heard about the concept of composting. Well, she started this firm many years ago and this is the 15th anniversary of Daily Dump and she has won several awards. Her organization has 10,000 plus customers in Bangalore itself, 10,000 plus people who chose to do home composting, not to send waste to the landfills. I had a challenge when I decided to invite her for this podcast. Do I invite her as someone who can inspire us or do I invite her as an expert on a topic? Then I decided not to spend too much time thinking about it. So today she is here to do both, to inspire and also to guide us. In the interest of time, I will not repeat the questions she has already answered in the wonderful FAQ section of Daily Dumps website. It's very clear, very visual, very helpful. You will find the link of the FAQ in the show notes. So we will focus on other things in this episode. Welcome, Poonam. It's such a pleasure to have you in this episode. Thank you so much, Trisha. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. I have been an admirer, uh, Poonam, and I've been a daily dump <laughs> user. Harvesting compost. If somebody had told me that it brings so much happiness, right. I wouldn't have believed. But I remember the first time I harvested. and every time i harvest compost it brings so much pleasure thank you for that thank you to nature it's such a natural system and uh, like you when i first discovered composting i was like blown away i said my god why don't more people know about this magic right that was what inspired me to get started i will start with asking you to give an introduction to our listeners focusing on what you do now primary roles that demand most of your attention across personal and professional and your passion projects hobbies etc we would like to know more about you mm, you know my husband uh, was just telling me yesterday pull me spend too much time working and <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know when when somebody asks me a question where do you divide your time it all seems to be like one big chunk <laughs> mm, mm. how do you make out the differences because it's one thing or the other thing all related to work mm. and uh, it's work 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 and more work i have a very supportive husband mm. so i really don't have to look at the kitchen and things like that mm. he's a better cook than i am and mm. uh, so he manages most of the house uh, uh, seriously and so my interest is to try and make um, Uh, the organization itself capable of handling itself on that hmm. currently my time is uh, focused on uh, because you know when we grew right as daily dump hmm. we didn't um, we grew very organically it was very word word of mouth and we have actually 75000 families hmm. not 10000 oh. 75000 families unique families all over the country who use our products and uh, The interesting thing is, till now we were actually about three three people doing this whole thing. Okay. So now okay. we're building an organization, 
and mm. i want to hand over the organization by next i mean the end of this financial year mm. younger people and i will take i will step back and do just a mentorship role so currently my time is just involved in trying to put the processes so that it will help them uh, be able to do this so it is some kind of uh, preparation for letting go absolutely oh okay i think 15 years we've done what we had to do we wanted to make home composting a household term a household understanding in india and we've achieved that true absolutely true mm-hmm. i'll come to this uh, part in a bit about how composting is not uh, something about just keeping one waste bin in some corner but there is aesthetics there is beauty everything Yeah. So Poonam I'm very curious I did some research yeah. and uh, that is where I found this 10000 plus which is wrong mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. I realized that you have a design background yes and you were a founding faculty member of the reputed uh, Srishti school yes you could have started any business worked on designing any product and you <laughs> chose this uh, very difficult path yeah. Yeah. what led you to that I I I think it's a combination of things. I come from a family where my dad was a designer and he was a very passionate visionary of uh, the idea of um finding your own voice. Hmm. And uh taking on things that perhaps uh, make sense in the larger systemic uh, understanding of the you know of the world that we live in. And uh what happened was that uh while I was researching and I got very ex- interested in ecology and how in design and ecology can intersect hmm. and uh, when you, you were when we were in college we read a lot about uh, you know um, uh, everybody in college is thinks about the brave new world not the world that they are entering right and our images and our ideas were all colored by this um vision of people like buckminster fuller people like uh, charles handy people like you know the guy who read the good earth uh, the whole earth catalog hmm. and even in india by the gandhian movement by the ideas of self uh, sufficiency hmm. and interdependency with the earth so i think you 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 get uh, you get impacted and uh, informed by these ideas and somewhere there is a desire to do something that aligns with a deep sense of what you think will work will make things a little better yeah but still composting because i i remember some say 20 years back nobody was talking about it yeah yeah or at least it was not popular yeah, it was yeah. not the in thing to say that you know i am a champion of sustainable living yeah. and i do yes. composting was not yes. the most fashionable thing to say yes no it was not <laughs> <laughs> you know i think uh, you know even now i remember i used to single handedly you know put this one composter in my the bag the boot of my car and i bought a yellow car just because i wanted the brand to be uh, noticed on the roads and, and, and you know it had the daily dump logo and the phone number mm. and i would traverse all across bangalore to anybody you know trying to convince them rotary club women's club nature club uh <laughs> women's kitty party i've gone everywhere <laughs> so but what drove you see what i'm trying to say is yeah. sustainable living there could have been many other options if you are driven by that i'm saying there are so many ways in which that can be achieved people talk about materials used in uh, building construction in, right. in yeah. uh, you know decor and things yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. so this particular aspect of it and how yeah. it can influence yeah. the environment in a 
very simple but powerful way you are asking me an interesting question because when i ask myself not i ask i intuit mm-hmm. there's a part of me that intuits that uh, what i see right as a, a change i'm not convinced i'm not you know you know some people are very um, erudite when it comes to articulating their thought processes i feel i work a lot on intuition i see patterns Hmm. I can recognize patterns, and when I see patterns in how society works, right, hmm. I intuit that there are some things that seem like they're really great projects, and they will make a big change, but they don't. Yeah, and True. I intuit that sometimes you need to uh, insert a lever in a very strategic place in the system. Right, and I feel the combination over there is a uh, is both behavior building culture because. I think when you build culture, right, and people change people's belief systems, right, then there is a change. But when you try and uh, impose something from top down, it, it doesn't work. Systems Correct. don't change like that. Correct. So uh, somehow I intuit, I understand patterns, I in- understand structures. I may not fully articulate them like maybe uh, you know somebody who through ghost and who, who has the skills can do it. but right. i sense them i can deeply sense them and i i, I respond to that <laughs> and that explains because realism is not about slogans and eye catchy words and all that and yeah. i feel that picture and i am going to put that very clearly in the show notes as well as in all the promo i know you have lot of options now in plastic in right. bigger sizes right. but right. i remember the first ones and which yes. continue <laughs> is yeah. using terracotta yes or yes. the clay yes. and it's so beautiful yes. and i feel that aesthetics around that mm. played a huge role because if we understand bangalore yes. around the same 15 year period is when apartments just started cropping up everywhere yes Yes. And you kind of broke it in terms of oh in I am in an apartment I cannot be doing composting. Yeah. Uh, where I remember the early FAQs will talk about how it will not stink. You can keep yeah. it in the balcony. You yeah. can manage it without worms etc. Right. But this aesthetics around the dustbin. Yeah. Which was unheard of. Yeah. No I think that would comes from my design background. The ability because you you have been trained to understand that there is an intersection between culture aesthetics uh, archetype forms and uh, how it impacts the perception of uh, you know your ideas of beauty you can change perceptions through form and uh, material and that's where i feel women doing design yeah if it was a man designing a composed <laughs> it would not have looked so beautiful <laughs> i haven't done any research yeah agree i agree the man would want more a lot more features <laughs> right i know how the the top of it looks like a like a frill on top actually yes. and <laughs> it's so pretty the whole concept of using a dustbin i'm saying yeah. you know the context here is wet waste yeah. but it is something which not to be seen to be hidden where yes. you brought it out yeah. could have been a small terracotta bucket kind of a thing yeah. under the kitchen slab but yeah. you brought it out yeah. maybe see krishna you're you're seeing the value of that those very important but very subtle uh, decisions design decisions yeah. Yeah. yeah but most people don't and uh, that's the power of i think uh, daily dump hmm. so understated that we're not a threat correct you're not a threat the chances of you being adopted are higher correct 
and uh, sure. that was also part of what i sense around me you know when you become mm-hmm. when you use power to change there, there's a cost to that it doesn't endure right you're subjected to lots of uh, uh, winds mm-hmm. and uh, turbulence but when you're small and you're understated you can go like a virus it's literally like a virus that did you feel hesitant at the start because we are talking about era before facebook era before you yeah. advertise uh, yeah. without spending money and all that yeah. was not possible what were the challenges i am asking this question mm. the context of women listeners when you first would have ideas right but translating that into execution we feel inferior less confident yes. Yes. about the yes. ability to i still feel i still feel inferior <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I think I did this part out. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is that it requires courage to yeah. overcome that that additional gravity that pulls you down. Yeah. Uh, whether it is that inferiority, lack of confidence, etc. But you have. So, could you just go back to that young Poonam who decided, no, I will try this out. So you know the interesting thing is most people don't realize that I started this at 44. Hmm. So Poonam was not really young at 44. to start a new business i yeah. see actually there are two things at yeah. 20 plus yeah. is a different kind of young yes. at 44 is a different kind of young because you feel <laughs> you feel oh is it too late am i to yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. the number of additional constraints yeah, you yeah. face is huge yeah yeah <laughs> no no i agree i agree but i i i feel that uh, i started at the right time because i had i had uh, enough uh, maturity Mm-hmm. Uh, not to get phased out you know at that time i had already done my you know setting up shrishti with the the team and i had done some other businesses also before that so mm-hmm. i was done with that in the sense i was not out to prove a point i was not I, not none of that was really on the agenda i was really interested to see whether this idea that i had deep in the sense you know the sense in the pit of my stomach that this would work was so strong Mm. and um, i could feel it i could feel it i can feel it in my body it was like that yeah and, uh, so i was not scared because i knew right. that if it failed also it doesn't really matter right and i like that part because in your 20s and 30s how others would judge me Correct. whether i should be successful all those things matter maybe at 40 plus you can you can uh, choose to ignore them earlier but yeah. at 40 plus you It's somehow easier. it's yeah. easier yeah good yeah, yeah yeah so that's why i think really dump worked because i was at the right time it came to me at the right time i'm telling you sometimes when i look at it i feel daily dump came to me i didn't make daily dump daily dump is a life of its own and it brought in many things it it is just not about composting part alone yeah i see there are three major components here okay composting is a primary thing yeah. then there is a the thing about using terracotta and yeah. it is a reusable kind of a material then the third point is it is a livelihood option for the people who are making it because right. the terracotta itself is right. use of it is coming down so it was right. like finding an alternate uh, kind of uh, uh, option for those people right. i'm i'm sure the number of people involved may be less but still it made a difference for some yeah some people no there are lots of people involved in fact and because it's uh, it's viral the uh, interesting things is a lot of other potters have started making it themselves we have documented evidence of it hmm and all across the world it's not only here in india hmm and so that's again a big impact and when you look at it 
you can't quantify it i can't create a balance sheet out of it i can't get funding from it but it is valuable absolutely true yeah. you have influenced this thinking around waste in several ways yeah first of all it is like okay out of sight out of mind kind of an issue yeah. but making people understand that i am part of the problem yeah and not to think of okay why should i alone change waste is a responsibility of government or the apartment maintenance team or something but somewhere having agency so i somehow feel it is relevant in the context of new indian women because the agency this particular handling of waste i feel in a household whether it is right or wrong today it is aligned with a woman's responsibility yes and a woman having an agency in that choice and to take a decision to do composting right and involving the rest of the family i feel you is somebody who has influenced this a lot mm-hmm. and you talk about that each one of us should send only 10% of waste outside our house yeah so in this context what would you like to tell the women audience of this podcast because everywhere daily dump may not be available and i would want you to touch upon wet waste as well as on the dry leaf right the practice of burning that is still prevalent yeah and we have audiences abroad across india in small towns as well so if you could just talk about that part it will be helpful yeah i think that like you say right women women naturally have a lot of uh, agency because they influence families and they have a certain long term kind of um, thinking mindset and i think that they directly influence definitely their children and children are our next generation what i find is happening is that waste is still a symptom when we say throw 10% out the interesting thing is you can throw 10% out depending on the way you eat the way you drink hmm. the way you live yeah and hmm. it directly impacts see when i say throw 10% out means i'm going to buy less chips hmm i'm going to buy less packaged food Hmm. what we're not realizing is that on one hand we want our independence but we've not created which is good i mean you want free time you don't want to sit and make chips every week for your children it is a chore for women to do that right but what we've not found alternatively as business options is that there are local cooperatives or local of uh, safe healthy places which would produce this for local communities we on the route of we want big uh, companies to use economies of scale do centralized production and uh, uh, churn out this material that we want to consume on, from a, a central point or two three central points in the country mm-hmm. and that comes with packaging that comes with additive uh, uh, material put into the food which is not good for us right and here i feel is a business opportunity that is not at all explored as a way of doing business right Hmm. So the waste is again just a symptom when i say 10% actually what we are saying is everybody who's working in the space whether they're working with safe food whether they're working with farmer sovereignty whether they're working with soil health whether they're working for climate change hmm. we are all saying the same thing we're discovering that what we eat matters how True. we live matters we need to have free time we need to have good uh, access to living space healthy air healthy water and all of that is at risk right now because we are not able to think differently right right now the only solution seems to be driven by the 
large corporations unfortunately because they seem to have a argument that says see i'm giving you your 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 free time hmm. giving you something off the shelf which you can feed your children hmm. and then you can have a free life yeah but the cost of it is much more than the cost put on the label of the packet no and it's put in as either you have this free time or you have bad food i'm hmm. saying it doesn't doesn't need to compute like that you Correct. can have free time and you can have safe food why don't we work for that true so what do you suggest for the woman listener this is next steps both at an individual and at a community level what options are there you know on instagram you'll see lots of women in fact these are women run businesses more than men run businesses interestingly hmm. uh, they make like healthy food snacks like they'll make dips and healthy uh, breakfast muesli's or millet things and all that Hmm. they're very expensive right so how do we bring that cost down and still have this available i think those women skills i don't know how we use them second is how do we empower women uh, across urban spaces to be able to get into uh, businesses which look after natural resources uh, local natural resources uh, distributed natural resources and turn that into a viable business model hmm and by viable i mean small but not necessarily like the mnc 50% growth and 25% growth kind of that hmm hmm like if you look at daily dump we don't grow at those rates right yeah but we we are viable we pay very good salaries we hmm. uh, we pay a decent wage we stand on our own feet we are not burning somebody else's money right which of course is the is the good thing to do according to the business guys but i still haven't figured that that bit out i still can't understand how you can burn somebody's money and it doesn't bother you hmm. maybe that's where my non exposure to the you know the business world is right so yeah i think there's a lot to be done and it's interesting my sustainability journey started yeah. with composting right like what you said Yeah. when you examine composting then you start looking at okay the waste you generate then you look at what you consume yeah. then you look at okay if i i have to consume this and yeah. if i do not have the time what yeah. are the alternate ways in which i can meet what i want to do Correct. in terms of saving time plus at the same time uh, make sure there is healthy options for the family yeah. so in that process we look at other uh, women run which is what is available women yeah. run options around people who are making snacks yeah. and so you are reducing the waste if that is your starting point also yeah. you touch upon several of these areas yeah yeah so whether you do it as an individual or as a community doesn't matter but the point is to start somewhere correct yeah. i would try to summarize that as a learning from what you were explaining yeah yeah i think you should remember that you have the power of agency right whatever you do is worth it i mean what the noise outside is the world is you know every newspaper you read in the morning it feels like my god the world is crumbling around me correct and yet you have to get up and you have to say yes i am going to do this because if you don't do that i just feel that it erodes you over time true i you don't need to do that to yourself and at the same time when you talk about getting up and doing something yeah. i want to touch upon this part because in the context of daily dump also i remember the focus was not just in selling compost units but educating yeah yeah i remember so many places i've gone to yeah. where there will be somebody selling da- daily dump products but also explaining right 
also sharing a handful of compost to make us uh, touch and feel it and smell right. it and all that right to change that notion that it stings etc right. right. and the focus was also in terms of service yes you know if you do not know how to manage your compost we will send somebody right. you know this was the era when you had people coming for service only for your yes water uh, aqua guard equivalent or uh, fridge or something so there was somebody who would service the compost and help you learn and this was a unique concept so yeah. here when you talk about starting and doing something right i want to touch upon this part did you upfront plan on all this yes. i'm asking this because as women yeah. many of us when we are not ready to start till the whole picture is very clear because we are really like we feel what if i fail here or what if that happens what are your thoughts on this i think again i i must say that the design education helps a lot because designers are trained to deal with ambiguity hmm they are very comfortable i am very very comfortable with ambiguity you know at every stage of a project right now i'm working on some exploration on how to uh, reduce the plastic bag in india Hmm. every stage i can i'm changing my brief or i'm changing my goal post because i feel that you, you as a designer know that if you put a process in place and if hmm. you're thinking through and using the process then the uh, solution is very emergent hmm you don't have a fix on it correct and uh, you're very comfortable with that whereas hmm. uh, if you're very trained to do a lot of excel sheet work no Mm-hmm. I think you have a very predetermined kind of outcome focus. Hmm. So that can be quite debilitating because I think if you want to do this kind of work is that then you get scared because you know you want to know the outcome and you don't know the outcome and, hmm. and you start getting agitated. True. Whereas we are trained to say yeah you don't know the outcome very good for you. <laughs> okay so one is getting trained on that also is the fact that one need not know everything to start. I'm saying that that yes, much we yes, should yes, understand, yes. right? But you never know everything to start. I mean, true. That's a fact, right? Correct. No, but that is the most popular excuse. I will never know everything ever. <laughs> that is true. Coming to the the more nitty gritties of it, what is your typical day like when people listen to some interview where somebody is talking about? I would like to look at the plastic bag situation across India. Mm-hmm. You feel somewhere that person is on a pedestal, okay? Oh, that no. person does not have to deal with the situation of the uh, gas cylinder running out or uh, ta- motor not working and yeah, the daily yeah. challenges of yeah. life. You somehow feel somebody else does everything for them, and they are generally solving problems across the country. no i that's a, that's a very valid point and i think that what what i have found across uh, my I, even i used to have questions like that and i completely understand where that is coming from you feel those people are living in rarefied spaces true yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, i think each one has their own unique fix hmm and i think uh, each one's context right defines that unique fix and in my context my unique fix is that a i have a very supportive husband Mm. I mean if every woman looks at him and at him and says my god why could I could not I have that husband because he cooks beautifully he's interested in the house yeah. he takes away a lot of my chores uh, from my plate I don't even know I don't I don't do them okay it's mm-hmm. as simple as that like and so coming back to the gas cylinder thing yes I do not fix the gas cylinder in my house mm. I do not <laughs> fix the you know the shopping in my house because he loves shopping and mm. uh, so but I have my uh, 
I have enough time to focus on my work. My child is not with me anymore. He's thirty-three. Uh, He lives in New Zealand, so there's no child issue mm-hmm. involved. And um, I think that most people have lot more to do or lot more responsibilities than I personally have. But mm-hmm. I do have a very serious health condition, mm-hmm. and I don't have kidneys. My kidneys don't work, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a regimen around my four times dialysis, peritoneal dialysis. I do. Hmm. So that is quite a that's quite a thing to have, uh, and you know you have to manage your work around it. I do take off some time for meditation. I take off some time for reading every day, hmm. and uh, I cook occasionally. Hmm. I make uh, you know something that maybe the family like. Hmm. Yeah, my. I don't have small children. Small children can pay is 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 a big time sink. I I somehow feel there are challenges throughout. Mm. The nature, the color, size of it, intensity of it changes, and we cannot wait for all the waves to stop to leave the beach, uh, mm. or to start our business or what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. right so if the listeners are going to say oh i don't have a husband like that so that is the reason why <laughs> so uh, that is why i'm adding this line the challenges yeah. differ right so we will have to adapt to our scenarios and figure out what we can do yeah yeah right. I, I, right. yeah i mean i think that uh, I, but krishna on this point i would be on the side of the other person who says damn it i don't have a husband like her. i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> I know how hard it is, right? You and me know how True. hard it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm trying to say is that you may not set out to influence a city's overall behavior or in impacting seventy-five thousand families like you have done. Mm-hmm. But we can start somewhere, and for that, we have to acknowledge. Okay, yeah, these are the challenges, and. maybe not now maybe 5 years from now i can do something and during that yeah. time what we can do so there is yeah. there is that power of looking at it from that angle is what i was trying to say you know i agree and also i think that some of the things while uh, while you have a lot of pressure on you there are some battles you should choose not to fight correct i feel that's the other thing that helps me cope hmm. like i can be uh, you know very 100 uh, other things i uh, to do you know be house proud or be women take on all these 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 things right mm. and sometimes they take it on just because they feel that this is an ideal woman or ideal person or super woman be, yeah. yes super woman and sometimes you don't need it like i i have no compunctions telling people i can't cook yeah i, I love you saying of, that actually a lot of people and uh, women hesitate to say that you know because they feel they're they're copping out or they're uh somebody's going to judge them on that right and their identity is linked to yeah, that yeah. yeah i can't okay. cook i can't I, you know i there are lots of womanly things i don't do hmm. and not because i don't want to do them i don't I, not because i don't think they're important not at all yeah is it i'm not skilled at it and it is okay to say it aloud no yeah, problem yeah, yeah. I, i like that any specific time management challenges or things like that that you have tried which worked or how do you keep yourself motivated on those bad days see motivation uh, in fact my team was asking me yesterday she said they said how are you motivated i said motivation has never been my problem because my i don't i don't i don't use somebody else's yardstick hmm i have never i mean I've, that problem i've never had Hmm. I've always looked inside and said, "Okay, am I doing enough? 
should i do more if i'm not capable of doing this i accept it saying i'm not i'm not a scholar i'm not a business woman i'm not many things right and i'm comfortable with that wonderful many people have said many things that they do motivating themselves this yeah. is a completely different take mm-hmm. right right absolutely before we end i would like to request is there something you want to share with a message so to speak with all the people out there listening to this podcast i think uh, everybody is unique i think everybody's world is their own world and i think the minute you realize that you're the only you that exists right and you can seriously then stop worrying about what people think about you whether you should you know pull yourself down or whether you should pull yourself up both are not necessary i think what i've i've really enjoyed life is when i've lived just mainly for the moment you know mm-hmm. and that's a different feeling and i feel that feeling is something that's accessible to everybody true it requires a very conscious uh, choice yeah. and uh, cultivating of that thought process yeah and it irrespective of what your circumstances are you can still feel at peace with everything that's around you that's a wonderful message to share Mm-hmm. So thank you so much uh, Krishna I think that was it was really nice talking to you I mean you know when you're so involved in work you hardly get time to reflect and this was such a reflective exercise thank you so much Thank you it's been a pleasure and yeah. someday I hope to come and visit Absolutely you, you please come yeah. to experience center I'm sure you'll enjoy it Definitely thank you so much Puno Thanks take care bye With that we wind up this episode Do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic. Of course, I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com. At Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.